What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and I welcome you to another episode of The Facts Project. Today, I have to talk about it because, good Lord, I'm glad that everybody's seen it. These, this Invincible finale will go down as one of the top finales in comic book history, okay? If for anybody that's, rather it's animated cinematically or anything like that, and no, if you want to put it up against this week, if you look at Falcon and the Winter Soldier season finale with all the emotion that was involved in it, uh, the Invincible finale will the cliffhanger that basically left you on the edge of your seat. Exactly what happened to Mark Grayson, what happened to Invincible, the the battle struggle between him and his dad came to the biggest forefront you've ever seen in your motherfucking life. And I enjoyed every goddamn minute of it. I mean, how could you not? This series has basically gave you oohs and eyes from jump from episode one with the death, uh, uh, the death of the Guardians of the Globe, the, the first iteration of the Guardians of the Globe for anybody that has read the comics. Of course, we got this new iteration uh, that that recently formed and is trying to get their team together. But it shows you how formidable an opponent that Omni-Man is. What? Uh, what Viltrum has in store for the planet of Earth and exactly what is a Viltrumite. And I feel as though you're going to be very pleased by what you see in these next coming seasons. If you are a fan of comic books in general, if you are a fan of OP characters acting accordingly as to who they who they are. For... For anybody that does not know, of course, as I talked about before in a prior uh, video that I made for Instagram uh, on my page, is that uh, Invincible came out as a series in 2003 by Robert Kirkland, of course, the creator or creator of Walking Dead. And it came out like a bolt of lightning, pretty much how fast you see everything going in these episodes. Like, remember those first three episodes that came out on Amazon Prime? And everything seemed to be happening so fast with the death of the Guardians of the Globe all the way to uh, basically uh, Omni-Man uh, getting back to health and obliterating an entire planet to the point where Mark Grayson revealed uh, to the second iteration of the Guardians of the Globe that basically Omni-Man is his father. Those three episodes were pretty much 12 issues in the books. So this was going tremendously fast. And it took a moment to slow down, which I which I was hoping for, because I felt as though that it was going too fast. But then I come to realize that when Robert Kirkland started making this series. He pretty much put into perspective that. He made it so gory and bloody and everything, that was the initial thought, but he automatically thought that the comic was going to get canceled because of how much that he was putting in there. So he tried to mash everything together as far as content in a matter of, I'd say, uh, a few books. So all that action-packed that you, uh, that content that you've hoped for pretty much sold itself. And then everybody just ended up loving it because it wasn't just the story of uh, having action sequences where there was just blood, guts, and gore. That's necessarily the part of it. What I've always pretty much drawn that self to is the question that pretty much always perplexed in my mind is that every argument that you've had with a friend about comic book characters and you so happen to as much as brought up Superman, 
about what he would actually do to Batman. If he really wanted to, if he didn't have morals, if, you know, he was able to escalate his true power scale on a person or better yet, a planet. That's pretty much Omni-Man and anybody from Viltrum for that matter is exactly what we thought Superman would be. If humanity, if humanity had not gotten involved and pretty much made this man into a compassionate, morally inclusive person that loves heavy, his heart is full, and he does the right thing all the time, although we know for a fact that he's seen as a god amongst people on Earth. And the same can be said for Omni-Man and for the threats that tend to come to Earth that oppose Omni-Man when he's there, is that in the times that maybe he's collaborated and helping the Guardians of the Globe, he has always been seen as the Alpha. And in that sequence, they've looked up to him, even though they took him in when he first arrived on Earth, but they didn't know. They didn't know about Viltrumites. They didn't know about Viltrum. Of course, it took for Alan the Alien to basically uh, give subtle hints when he first arrived. I think it was uh, episode two or three, one of those, to where it was like, it was pretty much pushed to the fact that he works for the uh, Global Council of Planets and he checks in on them from time to time because of the of the means of being a Viltrumite is to conquer. Planetary conquering. You know, this is no nation grabbing. This is a nation building. This is interplanetary conquest. And of course, uh, there was, this is probably the first comic book driven show that I felt was predictable and it was good in that manner because not a lot of people knew about the show. I mean, I'm sorry, not a lot of people knew about the comic. And then yet, you know, people started to have their subtle hints. They started to go through Google and look up who exactly the characters were and necessarily wanted to get uh, get the comics that were basically bought on reissues and everything like that. Is A lot of people, it's arguably, arguably known that this is one of the greatest comic book series of all time. One of the greatest comic book series of all time. So much so that people have probably been salivating for this to come out time and time again. They didn't know how it was going to happen. If it was done cinematically, would it have the same aesthetic that it would in the comic? So I always said that I was actually kind of glad that it was put out in the fashion that it was, the fact that it was animated. Because I feel like you can't do that type of shit on screen cinematically, regardless of how much CGI you have. But... To put it plainly, you know, this story, this story, it should open up your mind as much as possible. I know that people are getting entertained by the relationship between uh, Invincible and Omni-Man, of course, that father-son type of relationship, Um, and then 
ultimately having it spiral out of, con- out of control. When you when you find out, because this could be like a Disney movie where you find out my dad is an alien global conqueror. And I had no idea. That sounds like some Disney movie shit, right? But then out of nowhere, not only is he like a global conqueror and he's trying to basically uh, raise his son in the Viltrumite fashion to where they can do this together. It's the, you know, the, the, the same, the same, it's the, it's the Darth Vader Luke thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like join me on the dark side. This is not our way. This is our way. So much so that in those last couple episodes, you know, Omni-Man started to open up. I mean, Jesus, he, 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 the, the, the speech, it, you have to listen to the speech as he's whooping his ass. Like he's trying to beat him into submission force him into being a Viltrumite or to accept the fact that he is a Viltrumite and knowing in the past knowledge of what he's teaching him, you have to understand that whole speech. J.K. JK Simmons, God tier actor, of course, and he put it so well that Viltrumites their age process slows down as they get older. So for the most part, you know, uh, uh, Nolan Grayson is probably close to 500 years old. (laughs) And he looks at Mark, although he's like 17, when he, when he nonchalantly tells him that, you know, I could just make another one. I could just hit something else off and make another one of you. You know that, right? And you'll come to find out later down the comic book thread that, yeah, he can do that. Absolutely. But how plainly you could put that to a person that regardless of the emotional meaning between father and son, that in perspective, you don't matter nor does your mother. As a matter of fact, I looked at her for probably just breeding purposes. He called her a pet. <laughs> he, called, he, called, he called his wife a pet. And, you know, to put it plainly, of, of course, it's going to send shockwaves to anybody is how they, um, that reaction. And, and the fact that Mark, it, because Invincible did not accept the fact of who he is and did not join arms with his father, Omni-Man had to make a choice. And the, that choice was, you you probably got to go then. Like, like, that's it. Because I can't have a weak-minded Viltrumite. When he told him the story of Viltrum, how they figured themselves out as a society that had to destroy their weak links. The entire planet. Think of this. The entire planet had to destroy their weak links and then mount up as an elite fighting force in order order for the means of global conquering 
planetary conquering, interplanetary conquering, solar systems beyond solar systems. When a, Vil when a Viltrumite enters your planet, that's pretty much it for y'all. You saw what he did. Like, it's not like uh, in episode three with the, um, I, I, I vaguely for, forget the, the alien race that was trying to uh, invade Earth themselves. But as in perspective, when Omni-Man saw another threat to Earth, although he was the one that was supposed to be the conqueror, he not only chose to destroy that army, he chose to destroy their planet for exactly what it is. Probably put them in a thousand years of darkness. Because that's his job and the thing is from um from this perspective on from now like uh he felt at the end that humanity had somewhat taken over for omni-man so much so that he regardless of what he was doing to his son he obviously cared enough not to kill him he brought him to a near-death experience he pretty much almost took his life the man was coughing up blood and yet, he felt at the end of the day, regardless, his relationship with Debbie, his relationship with his son, let me just get the fuck out of here. Poof, takes off. To the point where when he find, when he meets up with Alan the alien later on in that episode, which also does happen in the, in the comic, he pretty much gets that notion that, okay, a Viltra might just abandon his post. That has never happened before. Necessarily, when they do enter planetary space they take over point blank period end of story it's a wrap for your ass but he just abandoned his post so at the end of the day you're going to have to look at this as uh will there be a reunion between mark grayson and omni man i know that answer i'm not telling uh that should be your answer right there um and necessarily what does this pose for omni man uh Amongst the many Viltrumites that are out there already conquering uh, many planetary uh, solar systems and galaxies that are out there, does this send off a message that necessarily the only moment of weakness amongst Viltrumites is to hold them to their compassion? Probably not, because Omni-Man is not your normal Viltrumite. Now... The other Viltrumites that are pretty much going to be showing up pretty soon, now that there's no uh, nobody of Viltrum uh, race, uh, other, other than Mark Grayson on Earth, Mark is going to get hit with a boatload of people. And for people, for people that do not know the comic book series, Omni-Man is the tip of the iceberg. What you do not see, and, and and they alluded to it, when they went through those flashback sequences of uh, how Viltrum was basically formed as an elite fighting force, they showed Conquest. Conquest is what Omni-Man wants to be. He is everything that Omni-Man wants to be. And 
there'll be a boatload of Viltrumites showing up. Thread. You know, uh, even the villains like Battle Beast, of course, will return. And I, it, although I am very happy that, of course, if anybody's seen the news, it basically got renewed for season two and season three. So Amazon Prime with the boys taking on comic book, underrated comic book, uh, comic book titles that have notorious cult fan like uh, followings. And turning them into series. Bold move, best move for Amazon Studios. Netflix, of course, has taken on Marvel properties and everything like that. WB, of course, has, uh, well, Netflix doesn't have those Marvel properties anymore. But DC having uh, all the WB properties. Disney, uh, Disney Plus having all the Marvel properties and then making their own. Amazon pretty much jumped into uncharted territory that I feel that they fall in place with. And I, I feel that they can run the gauntlet with Invincible. But Invincible has content, regardless of the what we talked about before with the, the bloodiness and uh, the murdering aspect of it that we've seen from the boys and, uh, of course, Invincible. There's going to be, hmm, and I'm, I'm not sure how to put this plainly, there's a specific scene. This was probably a specific scene coming up. I'm not sure when they're going to do it, how fast they're going to do it within season two or season three. We're going to be get met by a Viltrumite and a, a female warrior by the name of Vanessa. For anybody that has read the comics, you know exactly where the fuck I'm going. All right. Anissa is just like Omni-Man where she basically uh, understands the fruits of being a Viltrumite. And if you, uh, if you heard that storyline that Omni-Man was saying is that uh, when they pretty much killed off their weak, they, they slimmed themselves. Not only did they stop going into uh, planets by force as an army, they pretty much split up and started to go individually. So it was kind of like one by one. So there's not that many Viltrumites out there. So the matters of procreation and breeding <laughs> are a priority. And Anissa being a female warrior has seen the fact that, you know, she might have to take it upon herself to procreate and in in a certain case in one of the comic books uh if you're not accepting she will take it from you and i'm not too sure how comfortable um audience was audiences will be watching that scene i'm pretty sure the internet is going to go ballistic at that scene because it, for one it's it's forced it's aggressive and uh <laughs> it's it's gonna it's it's, it's gonna make people uncomfortable I, look I'm, I'm just putting it out there all right look she i'm gonna keep it subliminal she takes something that, that mark can give her and no way fans butts about it. 
she tells him at the end, I'm going to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I remember reading this particular show or this particular issue. And I was like, wow. Because, you know, comic books, regardless of the medium and how you play into them and people see them as kids books, I see them as another medium of literature. There's always a way to sway the narrative. There's always a way to tell a different story. Invincible is just one of those stories. I mean, it's a it it's a tale of supremacy. It's it's pretty much the uh, the correlation of creating a master race to the point. And the thing is, killing off your weak links to create that master race, and then going on a interplanetary conquest in order to. Uh, do nation building amongst your planets, not only in your solar system, but throughout the galaxy. And, you, and you're doing everything by force. So if history tells us anything, you know, at some point, people have to join up and fight these people one-on-one or within one huge battle by itself. Um, the tales of Mark Grayson are going to get that much more gruesome. Uh, he, although people thought that he couldn't fight in these episodes, you got to realize between episode one and episode eight, he had just acquired his powers just. So people expected him to just be like this godlike character from point A to point B, which was definitely not the case. We had to look at it from the matter that pretty much he's learning as he's failing. The next person up, I mean, damn, you saw the episode where he fought Battle Beast. He got trashed. Does it happen again with other villains? Absolutely. Absolutely. You will find that every single, every single um, fight within the Invincible series is a contested battle that you will see people do the most gruesome things possible to other people, hero to villain. Because, like I said in in another video that I did before, this is exactly what you want with your OP characters. You should not see them just... Basically, between two OP characters, you do not see them just having a punch here, a punch there, and have it be equal footing. You're not necessarily sure of the power scale between two characters, especially when you create them where they're not street level. So when you see like that fight between Omni-Man and Immortal, you have two flying characters. Omni-Man, of course, being an, uh, from an alien race, a humanoid alien race. Immortal is somebody that's like ever living, has been here since the fucking 14th century and everything like that. And Omni-Man has his way with him. This ain't no, I'm going to beat you to death. No, he takes his hand like a straightforward blade, punches it through this motherfucker's chest. And beyond that, chops his ass in half. And just six episodes before that, 
he chopped his head off. You know what I'm saying? Like he took he took the Guardians of the Globe apart, like smashing them like rag dolls. This is what he was doing. So I say it again, you know, this is this is what I always thought in my head in arguments with people who also read comic books. This is what I would have thought when people say, well, Batman with enough prep time. Bro, and I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. It was like, who who would really win this fight? Batman with enough prep. Bat, you can give Batman a year, a decade of prep time. You saw what Cecil was saying in that control room. They set up every possible protocol. And, and they know Omni-Man's strengths, but they set up every possible protocol to protect Earth from other beings that were going to intercept Earth on their own. Not against Omni-Man, but yet the things that he was doing to, to the planet, to Mark, to everybody that basically tried to tried to go ahead and like take take his ass down, none of it was working because you've seen what he could do to a planet. This is exactly what he does on a grand scale. So why would anybody even have a problem with that? You know what I'm saying? So Batman wouldn't, he wouldn't have the time of day to do anything. Any, I could, regardless of how rich you think Batman is, how high tech he is, how much technology he has at his, at his, at his fold. I don't give a shit how many satellites you saw. They had, a, they had satellites try to blast Omni Man out the sky. Didn't work. But what's he going to do? It's got to get the rest of the Justice League. It's not just Batman by himself. You got to get you got to get everybody on Omni Man. And the thing is, Omni Man is not even the most powerful Filtramite. Man, if Conquest and Thread enter the fold, Omni Man is a pawn. He's a pawn in the story. As of now, I can't wait. I can't wait to, I can't wait for everybody to see the rest of these seasons. And like I said, it's going to get uncomfortable for you folks. Very, you know, like you're going to see how they, how they choose to kill each other as characters. They do the same thing to kids. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to look uncomfortable on screen, regardless of, what I basically told you with the whole Anissa thing. And I, that's going to get, whew, that's going to, that's, that's going to get everybody in their feelings. But I mean, I look forward to it. I can't wait for it. And it's going to be some of the best comic book. If it, if they stick to the script with the comic book, it's going to be the best comic writing that you, you're going to see and how, how it forms. And it's only going to get better. And the thing is, a lot of comic book uh, cinematic universes, a lot of companies that have great characters, like like I do, I do want to, uh, I do want to see a lot of Valiant properties out there. I want to see uh, something is killing the children, which is going to get adapted. I want to see Bitter Root, which is going to get adapted. You know, I want to see Excellence, uh, Sky, which is another Skybound property that is also with Invincible. Excellence is done by uh, Kari Randolph and uh, Brandon Thomas. These are excellent stories that I can't wait to be adapted. 
regardless if they're done in animation form, which I think would be better than cinematically. It's all going to be dope. The more comic books, the better. But yo, this is this is the Facts Project. I'm your host, James Grandmaster Facts Voice. Thank you, everybody, for joining me. Thank you for everybody to, that's supporting small, small independent podcasts. And uh, feel free to follow me on uh, IG. That's Grandmaster Facts on IG. Follow my crew, the Party Nerds, Party Nerds on IG and Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter as well. All right. So Facts Project, we are out.